Hi, it's Phil Brown, and I'm here with David Whelan, and today we are reluctantly going to talk about Panama Papers and patches. <laughs> the Panama Papers, uh, as you may have heard, uh, involve a huge data leak out of a law firm in Panama, about uh, two and a half, maybe almost three terabytes of data that uh, somehow left their firm and included a lot of confidential information. And one of the controversies is how did it leave the firm? Right. And there are two uh, things that most law firms have to worry about. One is their perimeter. Uh, and so that's uh, things getting in to your network. Um, the other is your employees uh, who you have a duty to supervise. Uh, and they are as likely to be a problem for you uh, as external hackers are uh, based on data from IBM and others who do uh, uh, research on th uh, threat security. So uh, it, whether it's internal or external, we don't know, but uh, you've, you've got two big uh, pots of people. And we are a little skeptical on the external hack angle just because of the size of this breach. Yes. I mean, that's a lot of information. I, I was saying to Phil earlier that uh, you would know on your uh, home ISP or on your phone what your data usage was. Uh, and it just boggles the mind to think that someone would have uh, that much, 2.6 terabytes of information, disappear from your firm or go out over your your, your network without anybody actually noticing it. Um, and that's a lot of movies. <laughs> if they were viewing movies at the firm, they, they'd notice a data bump that went up pretty significantly. But it seems odd that they didn't pick this up uh, right away until, uh, lo and behold, it's published uh, all over the world. So, so let's talk about a, a couple of different scenarios and let's talk about uh, things like Patches. Patches are uh, software that comes to you after uh, you buy a piece of hardware or you buy another software program, uh, and the software patch is supposed to patch it. It's supposed to fix a hole, a gap that has been found in the original software. Uh, some patches are uh, improvements, they're feature enhancements, uh, but in many cases, uh, particularly in the case of things like Adobe Flash, <laughs> um, yes. they are uh, fixing a security uh, hole that that hadn't been seen uh, when the software first came out or when the hardware was first released uh, and now has to be fixed in order to make the software secure. Now, I know with the with our phones and, and the updating apps all the time, some of those are legitimate patches and, and updating it, and some of them are just getting back user statistics. Yes. Yeah, I think it, it does. It, it will run the gamut, and I'm not sure that there's a, a good way to limit that. If you think about the different types of uh, software patches that you need to be worried about, um, they sort of fall into different buckets. And, and the most basic really are, are the kind of software called firmware. Uh, and that will be on your hardware. Um, it'll be on your phone. Your phone's got firmware. Your wireless router's got firmware. Uh, your computer has firmware in the sense that it's got a, a BIOS uh, software on it. So these are the sort of the key software that tells the hardware how to run. Um, in many cases, you will have that updated on a periodic basis, maybe every couple of years. Uh, and it's questionable in some cases whether you want to apply that update. Uh, it's typically not a security update so much as a feature update. And then sometimes uh, it will brick your uh, your phone or your tablet or your computer uh, so that the, the device no longer works. It, it resembles a brick. And then some of those uh, patches you're not going to want to use. And, and they stop updating them after a while with some of the firmware. Uh, which is why we've talked about in another podcast 
uh, getting rid of the hardware after a couple of years because they're just it's, it still might have security issues and no one's updating it anymore. Right. Yes. Yeah, so the the lack of a firmware update doesn't mean that your system is secure. It just means that the the vendor has typically moved on from your product to another product. So if you've got something that's essentially disposable, like a cheap uh, consumer based uh, wireless uh, antenna or a router for your home. Um, I would throw those away after a year or two, even if they are continuing to work, uh, just because you can't be sure that the software on them is is uh, still reliable. And normally when you get a software update notice, um, you can click on a tab for more information to tell you what's included in that update. Right. Uh, Windows 10 is a really good example and, and maybe a, a good example of, of good things and bad things. Uh, Windows 10 is the operating system uh, that is replacing all the older Windows. Uh, it has a new way of delivering updates. Uh, essentially, it's automatic. You can't opt out of them like you used to. Um, so on uh, Windows 7, we have here at the Law Society, I can uh, see more information. And if I don't want to uh, download one of those updates, I don't have to. Uh, but Windows, with, with Windows 10, it's now uh, it's now coming down. Uh, and, and there are some updates. In fact, I, I've just hidden 10 on Windows 7. They were all just to prepare me for an upgrade to Windows 10. So, you know, there, there, there really are some that you think, well, maybe I don't really need to have those. And they're not, they're not really true updates. Not really. No, they're, they're, they're fixes and they're patches uh, and uh, they may or may not apply to you. I think in most law firms where you have an IT staff, they will pick and choose which of those to apply because they won't necessarily apply to everybody. And just like with firmware, they can stop your computer from running. And now there's also, there would be patches available for your web browsers as well. Exactly. So your firmware is your hardware level of, uh, of patching. Then you've got your operating system uh, that gets patched. And, and really, you should be patching your operating system. Uh, I, I would really not uh, disallow any updates to my operating system. But then on top of that, you have all your applications. And that really, I think, gets to the point where you, you pick and choose to a certain extent. Um, but there are some, like web browsers in particular, I think if you don't take all those updates, then you do risk going to a website uh, and downloading something that you didn't intend to. And, and we've talked before about browsers and turning on and off permissions. And when it comes out of the box, I think it's just set at a moderate, and I and I, it's a virtual box because you don't have to go and buy a browser anymore. But if you're using Google Chrome or something like that, you really should go into the settings and change some of the security settings so that you don't have things just opening automatically and, and uh, doing things in the background without you knowing what's going on. The nicest thing that's probably happened over the last couple of years, and, and Windows 10, I mean, in, in a sense, Windows 10 is doing this, uh, and the lack of control, I think, bothers a lot of people, but the automated updates is something that we've been seeing uh, in Mac for a long time. We've been seeing it on Linux for a long time. Uh, and so this sort of uh, regular uh, periodic update, rather than a big hunk of updates, um, will mean that your computer is patched much more frequently without you being involved. And so these automatic updates um, will will trickle out as the company re releases them rather than, uh, you know, one at a time. And so if there has been a breach uh, or a problem with the Firefox web browser, for example, uh, as soon as they have that patch release, they'll release it and they'll push it out to all the browsers. The browser will then update itself. So there isn't really a better way for you to get that patch than to just let the, the browsers and the other tools uh, update themselves. Similarly with Microsoft Office, uh, if you have Office in, installed on your computer. Um, Windows 10 certainly, and I, I believe uh, with the uh, the older versions of Windows, you can set this up. It will look for updates to Office so that it will uh, keep those programs up to date. So let's talk about the things you can't patch that also might be uh, responsible for something like a Panama Papers uh, breach, uh, and that's the staff working in your law firm. 
Yes. Uh, yeah, the only patch really for staff is training. And, and as long as they are trained on how to use their their, their tools, that's probably the, the, the best you can do. Right. Um, and, but yeah, otherwise, it, it really is a matter of trusting them to use good judgment on which links to click and uh, and which applications to install on their computer. And, and I, I think it's important at the outset before you take on new staff to consider doing a background check, which would consist of some sort of a financial audit like activity, like a credit check. Uh, and a criminal record check just to see who it is you're bringing into the firm. For sure. And and if you have a sense that you've got a disgruntled employee, then you probably should be aware of the potential access that they have. Now, if your network and your environment has been set up so that everybody only has access to what they need to have access to, which is the, the ideal way to have a network set up, um, then your, your uh, exposure is relatively limited. But in reality, in a solo practice or a small firm, Everybody has access to pretty much everything because in order to get things done, you often have to wear multiple hats. And I think that's where you need to be aware that you could potentially lose a lot of information onto a USB drive or a portable drive because you can take, you can make everything portable now and you can copy everything to places where then it can walk away from your firm. And those are also security permissions you can set up in your office with your servers and your computers so that people can't, for instance, plug in a USB key or an external drive. Right. And that's that's not a bad idea. Again, depending on what you do and, and how you practice, uh, at least knowing what your options are to secure your hardware from uh, things walking away from the inside, but also uh, to keep you protected from uh, potential invasions from outside. So a good idea to have a policy in the office about what people can use the computer for. Can they pay their utility bills? Can they plug in uh, USB devices? Things like that should be written policy. Uh, and it should have some form of enforcement and auditing as well. Yeah, you can be sure that Mons- uh, the firm down in Panama uh, wishes that whatever happened in Panama stayed in Panama. Uh, and you don't want to be in a position where uh, your information is then being discussed by journalists and others uh, who would have interest in whatever your clients are up to. And, and just very briefly, we did talk a bit about earlier uh, how whether or not you could actually see what the information was that was leaving the firm and why you wouldn't necessarily know what was what was leaving. Yes, uh, you, you'll obviously be able to see what your data is uh, because your internet service provider should be able to show you um, how much data is going into your firm and how much data is going out. And in many cases, you can look at that on your own devices and see what your data usage is. Uh, the interesting thing is that as we move further and further towards encrypting more information, uh, now when you send a request from your web browser or you upload a file, uh, that file is often encrypted itself. Uh, and it's traveling over an encrypted connection. And so it's very difficult if you're monitoring that connection to see what that information is because it's inside an encrypted shell. And so where before we might be able to see what the, the files were because they were flying by in clear, uh, clear text or plain text, uh, now with encryption, it's actually making it harder for us to get a sense of uh, the information that's going in and out of our firm and whether it should be uh, going outside. So it is still a good idea to have a look at your your data usage and see if you have any data bumps, uh, either from uh, from a home office or using Wi-Fi somewhere or um, using it uh, in the firm. I mean, someone should be aware of what's going on. Yeah, it's a little like your bank account. If something, if you've got an unusual transaction, your bank will call you. Uh, you can set up those sorts of alerts for yourself so that uh, if you see unusual data usage, someone gets an email. Great. Thanks, David. Thanks, Bill.